0: people
1: the radical left I'm, I take it as a compliment yeah, yeah. no doubt <laughs> well I'm, I'm going to be kind of wondering if this has happened that's happened to me before uh, I was talking with um uh, Claudia Miller from the SPUSA and uh I think somewhere in Carolina I can't remember which one, uh uh which part but it cut off then I was able to get back online uh but the whole but I think parts of the interview was uh, was not saved, so I'm not sure how this is going to happen. Uh, it's recording, so maybe it got, got salvaged, who knows. Anyway. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, st- I, mean, I didn't talk while it was stopped recording, so hopefully it just gets right to the next part. Yeah. But I didn't continue talking.
1: Yeah, no, uh, basically uh, after that happened, I stopped the previous recording I was doing. Now I'm recording back, so... For those who are wondering, we—I right. had a technical difficulty. My wife bite spas down on my butt, so we're back. We're back again. I apologize for that. Um, now, let's see, now you said that in Michigan, uh, uh, medical marijuana and um, recreational marijuana is legal uh, at 21 years and older, right? Correct. And is there any? Um, cross-border uh, purchases uh, allowed? Like you, you know,
0: I'm not sure.
1: Okay, well, I was just- I'm I, not sure. I was wondering because sometimes I partake in, the, in, in that myself and it'd be nice to know if I uh, say if I need to go to a different state and to legally go to a different state, uh, I know which states to go to, <laughs> that's, why, that's why I was asking. Um,
0: right. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to take care of that on the federal level, though. I don't want you to yeah, have yeah. to worry about that. You know, exactly, you should yeah. be able to access it uh, right in your own garden, you know, mm-hmm. or your neighbors, or whatever your friend, your you know, your corner store.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sure
0: yeah. Needs to be more accessible. It's a lot. It's a life-saving medication, and and hemp products could save the world.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, we really need to. You know, there's a lot of environmental positive in- impact that we can use with hemp products.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what, what have you done within the community that uh, may have uh, bolstered your chances of winning?
0: So, running previously, I, I believe, has helped me um, get, uh, increase my name recognition mm-hmm. um, the last couple of years, you know, because I've been in the, in the trenches for four years now. Um, making a name for myself from just a nobody, just a you know a housewife and a mom, mm. into you know being uh, one of the lead political voices of the Green Party of Michigan, mm. um, and I think that does help um, for sure. I I recently was polling at four uh, percent last time. I only got one percent of the vote, so that's pretty encouraging. That at the end of August, I was polling at four percent. Oh. Um, it didn't. I haven't put a lot of money into the campaign, especially at that point. Um, I was still getting my my promotional items delivered to my house, um, so I didn't even have any yard signs out or any T-shirts or anything out yet. And I'm already polling at four percent. Mm. You know, with all the questionnaires just getting submitted. You know, to like League of Women's Voters and I Voter Guide and Ballotpedia. That's all going out now, so I'm pretty hopeful that you know I've got I got a good um, kind of like head start on that
1: stuff. I think I saw a uh, commercial of sorts with with you on YouTube uh, earlier today or yesterday. That uh, you saying that uh, you want to win with the least amount of money put in, in into a campaign, or I think it was some sad effect. I think that was maybe I was back in 2018, so maybe <laughs> I don't know if that was a recent one or not.
0: Yeah, that was a that was a goal I started in uh, 2018. I want to break the Guinness Book of World Records for the least amount of money raised for a U.S. Senate win. As a Green Party candidate, I'd be, you know, uh, if I was the only Green elected this year, I'd be the first Green ever to be elected to higher office in the United States. Mm-hmm. I'd be already making history, and just because of the simple fact that you don't Greens don't take. Pack money, super PAC money, or corporate money, um, I'm way underperforming my opponents, you know, that are out raising me millions to one. Last time, the two of them, my first and second place opponents, raised $28 million combined to my $4,000. I raised $4,100 last time. So if I were to win, it would be on small individual donations, um, there's this uh, little law, the FEC regulations, about once you raise $5,000, that's when you have to file with the FEC and form a committee and do all the paperwork and submit all your, you know, your book work. Um, but if you raise less than $5,000, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> mm. You can, you can, you know, you can just do it, you know, you don't have staff, you know, you got you to gotta make budget cuts, obviously. I don't have money for like a commercial on television, you know. But the money that I do raise goes directly towards the purchase of promotional items that turn into free advertising, mm. whether it be in someone's yard or on their back because they're yeah. wearing my shirt, you know. So, um, so yeah.
1: I'm trying to strike a deal with uh, the Green Party as a whole. Um, I'm trying to get sponsorships uh and i'm only charging like just the price of support per month like 9 cents but that would have to be like all of the uh all the green members as far as the park goes. like uh, only 9 cents a month for like really cheap sponsorship as far as that park goes and it get, and it gets names out but uh, i haven't heard anything yet but uh, i think the price has to go to, so, like steering committees and all that stuff and i interviewed um Khaled uh, Jennings yesterday of Arizona who apparently is on their uh, steering committee and I offered the idea to her, and who knows what may happen as far as I goes, but again, just be, just being transparent as far as I can be on that one so uh, anyway see uh has have you guys got much help from the National green Party?
0: um actually that's a that's a that's a very poignant question. Um, they just had their they had an application process where you could apply to be. Um, like, a nationally promoted candidate, mm-hmm. and apparently about 50 people applied. There was only going to be about five chosen to receive some funding, um, 500 to to $1,000. It wasn't even anything like a lot of money for, like, a race um, in terms of, like, the duopoly. For the Green Party, that's great money, you know, but I was not selected. I got my, e- my rejection email this past week, um, so no. Um, so, I was actually a 2016 national delegate for Jill Stein in Houston, and I was recently also a 2020 delegate for Jesse Ventura from Michigan. We awarded him four delegates this year, and I got to be one of them. And that was kind so, of a debacle. Um, so I don't know if maybe um, it was just there was a, you know too many candidates to pick from, or it was some Howie people that didn't really like the fact that I was a Jesse Ventura delegate. You, you know, you, I may never know, but do you it is what it is. It wasn't a lot of money to begin with, so yeah. I'm not really that worried about it.
1: Uh, so, so you basically you're you saying that they in a way auction in a way to a certain degree in the, the auction auctionary of sorts. Uh, picked the who they want to uh, endorse, pretty much. And five people from Michigan were. Was it, am I right about that? Five people from Michigan were put in that. Oh, five
0: five people across the whole country. You would say, and everyone's and everyone's endorse, but they were picking five people across the country to promote.
1: Wow. That's. So, yeah, get selected.
0: But one of the things I really like about the Green Party is that autonomy. Like we were talking earlier about the libertarian um, mindset is, you know, essentially I see the Green Party as a PAC, right? It's a political action committee um, that's actually its own party now, you know? And so I don't mind not taking PAC money from even my own party Mm -hmm. because it affords me even more autonomy within my own campaign. I don't have to do what the Green Party tells me to do. I consider myself an independent that supports the Green Party platform and so therefore is a member so that I can help grow the party because I just think it deserves to be grown. It's the fourth biggest party and it's the only non-corporate party, so you know that's where I put my time and effort, but... Well, I'm like an independent contractor. I'm free to leave
1: whenever I want if if I so choose, you know. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, by the way, speaking of Jesse Ventura, have you? Uh, uh, maybe you should go seek his uh, endorsement if uh, if that was available. Jesse. Yes. That might that might give you a boost, right? Yeah, there.
0: that would be really good. Um, you know, I'm not. That's, the, I'm going to have to write that down. I'm not sure. He was recently in the movement for a people's party, so I don't know um, if well, I would get a are, guess, well, but I guess the worst I could get is a no, you know. I was on his delegate acquisition team, and I became a delegate myself, so yeah, um, I would, that's a good idea. Uh, I, should, I
1: this, should send him uh, a message. The last I checked, he was, uh, didn't he uh, fill out an application to become a Green Party uh, Green Party member in, uh, in uh, Minnesota?
0: Yeah, he is a Green Party member in Minnesota.
1: Okay, well then that that makes more sense. He's not
0: running for president.
1: No, 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 but...
0: But he did join the party,
1: yes. He did join the party. That would make a little bit more sense if he were to, since he's an independent-minded politician, really, uh, for him to endorse another uh, independent politician, whatever Green Party means, it's, this is the only party I've ever heard of that actually had openly independent Green Party members. Like Lisa from Maine, and she's an independent Green. Uh, you're an independent Green. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not really sure who else is an independent Green, but I mean, that, all that makes sense to do as far as the party goes, but that's just my point of view. Yeah,
0: there's like the Natural Law Party is essentially like an independent party where independents run. You know, and like, that's, you know, when you're an independent, I think in terms of I'm not a Democrat or a Republican, yeah. right? And actually, I never was. Mm-hmm. Michigan has open primaries. So I was never a member of any party. That's why I call myself an independent because mm-hmm. I never went to any Democrat or Republican meetings. I never was involved in anything other than as a voter. Yeah, yeah. And um, so the being a you know, in order to run as an independent in Michigan, it's actually twice as hard as a Democrat or Republican. But yeah. to run as a third party, it's like a hundred times easier. All you do is a state nominated convention and it's about thirty votes that can put you on the ballot instead of fifteen thousand signatures or thirty thousand signatures as an independent. So it really it's it's a lot easier way to gain ballot access here in Michigan um, is to run as a minor party candidate. Um, just it's it's harder to win, obviously, but um, we do have, we do have some winners further down the ballot. Twenty sixteen, we had five winners in the Green Party in Michigan alone.
1: Oh yeah, we ran
0: about thirty candidates.
1: What you may not realize is I'm one of the very few that I do what I call roll calls. And I go to the Green Party election, and I call out the upcoming primaries and upcoming elections that have that are involved with Green Party, and I name them all off. In fact, a couple of them, I, I that's how I got interviews. And I also read out people who've won. I don't read the ones that have lost, but I I I have read the ones that have won. And so far, last I checked, just this year alone, I think uh, about 106 have won. I think out of what but uh, we're in our ninth month right now and we have another what 45 that are going for state local and federal uh offices in november i would say we have a pretty good shot. in fact i think we. i don't know this concern but i think more greens have one office this year than the dsa i may be wrong about that but that's why that, that's why i'm thinking because a lot of them have won through uh, the primaries, but not necessarily have actually won the office. So we'll have to find out in November. Yeah, and the
0: DSA isn't an actual party. They no. endorse candidates of other parties.
1: Yeah, no, I was referring to, the, uh, yeah, the DSA, uh, there's only one famous socialist alternative member that's someone in Seattle, who is facing her own uh, right. thing going on right now. Um, and I'm... Right. My, the point of uh, the point of my conversation with the socialists i I speak with everybody that's on the socialist left or a left period they I, I don't uh, interview people like uh, D.N.C. related progressives those those kind of people I, I won't give a time of day because they're with the with the D.N.C. and I won't uh, interview um, right. uh, straight up libertarians because they're more of a Republican in my, in my view. And I sure as heck won't right. uh, interview Republicans. So I stick to the the socialists, the uh, far left, you know, people like that. So, right. Anyway. Uh, yeah,
0: one of the things that I, it bothers me with the low information voters is that they don't even know the difference in the terms. You know, I appreciate that. You know what you're talking about uh, with your words because. People honestly think that socialism equals communism, equals Nazism, equals fascism, they just, equals progressivism. They just throw words around well, like a whole world word salad thinking that they're making sense and
1: well, the, the, I catch
0: myself asking people, you know, if they own a dictionary and um, maybe yeah, they should they crack d- it open once in a while before they start using words they don't understand. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating, you know, yeah. I appreciate that you that you know, you know, all the different types of leftists, not the different uh, types of right-wingers,
1: you know. Oh yeah, thank you, as far as the part goes. Uh, I have, I, uh, this show used to be called uh, Green Autism Progressive. I do have autism. So I let the obsession part of my brain go into what the actual definitions are of the communists and, and the socialists. And then I look back at what Marxist was. Marxist was a, he, yeah, he didn't believe in class, he didn't believe in um, workers to have to overly work for money or whatever, commodities per day. Socialism is basically a work-orientated uh, 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 economic theory, whereas the communist is based on co-ops and all that within the community that blooms out into the general public. At least that's how I understood it anyway. Right now we have a capitalistic, socialism society, but it's mainly on the capitalistic side of it because they're the ones who control everything. Whereas we should be actually having a socialism mixed with cop- capitalism because capitalism does actually have the opportunities of business and otherwise, socialism is there to make sure that there's a safety net. Now, all of that is basically has uh, the difference between the two is contract versus statute. If it's all within that statute, it makes it easier or harder actually for capitalists to reverse it, whereas in contracts, they can manipulate the wording in it. At least that's how, at least that's how I uh, interpret it, anyway.
0: Yeah, I, I, I give them it in a nutshell. You know, capitalism is private-owned. Co- uh, socialism is public owned, you know, uh, worker-owned. And then, you know, gov- uh, communism is, like, government-mandated. You know, like yeah. you said, like, the mandate versus the contract, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, and we do kind of live in a hybrid of all, but, I yeah, like, we're in a hyper-capitalistic state because they have the, the most power right now, you know? It's top-heavy.
1: Yeah, and that all, I mean, it, the housing market and all, and all that became... More unsustainable because of the uh, the repeal of the Glass Steagall, and because everything was combined into one market uh, market sharing of companies. You know the housing market, the fiscal market, you name it. That basically got intertwined together to make it easier for speculation to happen within the market system. So when you do that, you spend other. When you do that, banks tend to spend other people's money. Uh, because it's better because it's a federal guaranteed payback. So if they mess up, they get to go to the government and say, if "We messed up here. Could you, you know, pay us to make sure that these things are back the way it was?" Well, because everything is so uh, unequal in regards to uh, wages per hour and taxes and, uh, and other things of that nature, then people like myself, yourself, uh, we're still at the bottom overall. I mean, as far as just fiscally, I mean. So now we actually have to get enough right. people within the federal government to reverse that and make it more fair for a marketplace as well as the economy. If you, if, you right. what, if you caught what I said there.
0: Yeah, I think we should have like a, uh, you know, a decentralized capitalist system where we could have a promote small businesses and gives the small business owners of like 50 or less employees the most tax breaks and then the more employees you have including 1099 independent contractors and all those other fancy ways they have of getting around actual employees um, you know the bigger your company is the more the less tax breaks you have and the less incentives you have because you know you've got you know mom and pop shops that are struggling to pay their employees a living wage and also you know and turn a profit, but then you've got companies like Walmart whose, whose employees are in government assistance even though they clearly could be afford afford to pay their employees a livable wage. Yeah. you know so it would encourage businesses to be small yet profitable you know if we did like a reverse tiered not you know like not an income tax change but like a, you know
1: a business tax yeah. change. I think, it all, I think it all basically combines with the fact that big corporations are able to get the bailouts, pay, them, pay themselves more, fire or lay off employees and put more money into their stock buybacks to make their company profile a bit more up, you know, in, uh, inflating the price where since there's not much going on in regards to the market, you know, consumerism, uh, consumers aren't able to go out and actually purchase things at a higher value. They have to then go and purchase their own stocks and uh, stock and make sure the prices go up when they go to hell they' able to easily sell them at a higher price and then repurchase them at a lower price. keeping the keeping the stock options up there and uh, not an organic way of doing it. That's what happened. That's what overall happened to the uh, to the stock market. That's what overall happened to pretty much any market that was affected in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. And then you had the big banks go to uh, Bush, who couldn't pass anything. Then you had Obama, who was able to pass everything. That was more of a Republican or middle of the ground Republican, middle of the ground Democrat. But he pushed. But he pushed himself as a, a progressive. With progressive is just another version of saying like a more of a conservative um, socialist. I guess. you could say. Actually,
0: yeah, the, the original progressive era of a hundred years ago was a lot of um, middle class Republicans originally.
1: Yeah, and uh, the, uh, bourgeois, and the, the bourgeoisie's.
0: And it's just based, and there was a lot of controversy back then too as to what what was more important was women's suffrage or direct election of senators or recalls. Valid initiatives, all that stuff that the progressive era accomplished—it was all, you know, it's like herding cats as to what's, you know, the biggest priority. Yeah. But progressivism, as it, at its root, is about more direct democracy as opposed to like representative democracy. Yeah. It's about the regular person having a say. And in the rural, you know, uh, middle-class farm Republican community back then, you know, that was that that was, you know, their issues back then. You know, so, you know, but a lot of people don't uh, know what progressivism is or how it even, the progressive era or any of that stuff, you know, that's another word that they just throw around or mislabel themselves so that people that like progressives, um, you know, might be a little more biased towards somebody like a Barack Obama who just let Citigroup pick his entire cabinet after he, he didn't take the big money in the primary, but, yeah. He um, he certainly took it in the general and, you know, it was, it showed, you know, once he became president, exactly, you know, who, who whose interests he was really looking out for.
1: Exactly, yeah. The uh, I, 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 I look at uh, him and Joe Biden as basically, Biden was there to get the white support while Obama was going for the black support. Now, Biden's going for the white support and he yeah. has Kamala Harris going for the African American support. Uh, But I don't think she's going to begin begin it, I mean personally anyway, but I don't know. Um, I think that since Howie Hawkins is on, last I checked, 31 ballots, and well 31 states I should say, uh, ballot access and quite a few uh, Greens are running uh, for state, local, and uh, federal elections. I think the Green Party has a decent chance of winning quite a few seats, I think. Uh, just based on messaging that has been not only resonated with Bernie Sanders, but also picked up by, by Howie Hopkins and the Green Party. So I suspect right. the Green Party is going to have a decent night as far as the goes. It's not going to be re- uh, reported. I'll be doing that. Right. So, and I'll be happy to be doing that. Anyway, uh, we're getting close to the end of time. Uh, is there any place where people could donate money to?
0: Yeah, um, I have a link at crowdpack.com. Uh, you can find me there. It's a pretty user friendly site. You can search by state and race, uh, but the title of my campaign, or even my name, the title of my campaign is um, uh, non pro peace non corporate non corporatist pro peace advocate for U.S. Senate. Um, so if you look up some of those key terms, you know some of those key platform ideals, you'll find me. Um, and more specifically by race, but yeah, you can uh, donate there. Um, and if you're in Michigan, um, you know, and if you can't donate, there's also an endorse button there. So, you know, if you can't donate, you're more than welcome to click on endorse Mm. and leave a statement or paragraph as to why you would endorse my campaign. So anyone else visiting the site can, can read those, um, testimonials Mm. of people that support my campaign. And you can find me on YouTube, a lot of the other. Uh, independent media that has interviewed me is on YouTube because yeah, yeah, yeah. I do support a new fourth estate. You know, um, the five people that own all the major networks are not of interest to me. You know, we need to promote each other. So yeah. um, the spot immunity unity is where you can find me, you know, on, on YouTube and Facebook and, and places like that, you mm. know, because we gotta we got to build everything from the ground up all over again. Course, we can't rely on those corrupt media sources either.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, now, are you, do you and the rest of the Michigan Greens have uh, any uh, Zoom events or Facebook live events happening coming soon?
0: Um, actually, yeah, our state uh, Our state membership meeting is coming up October 10th um, from 9 to 5. I believe it's on a Saturday.
1: Okay. Now, is, that open, is that open to the I public? So. Or? Um, what's that? Is that open to uh, open, yes, uh, open to public? Yes, it's a Zoom
0: meeting. And, and you can find that on migreenparty.org. Okay. And then I, I'm going to be on a candidate forum on Monday the 5th and Tuesday the 6th. Hmm. Um, the one on Monday is going to be in the Wyoming-Kentwood area, which is near Grand Rapids. Um, and that's an in-person forum um, that will be broadcast. And then also, there's the one, the next day is in the Ironwood, like, northwest upper peninsula area near the Wisconsin border. Hmm. There is going to be a uh, a Zoom forum up there with multiple levels of
1: candidates. Okay. So, uh, okay, that sounds good, and uh, I'm glad you're on today, and I'm hoping that we'll be able to get together again in a month or so uh, to...
0: See how things are going for you. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm headed off to Kalamazoo tomorrow to do a three-minute recorded statement with the public media network there in Kalamazoo hmm. that they're going to be broadcasting. So, you know, I really appreciate these um, corporations, organizations, whatever you want to call them, that reach out to the non-duopoly candidates, um, even like the I Voter Guide and League of Women's Voters. Uh, publications like that, um, I really appreciate those those types of organizations that help, you know, us smaller money candidates get out the word in, you know, some traditional ways, you know, so yeah. just a quick shout out to those guys, you know, I appreciate them too.
1: Oh, that's good. I'm glad to hear that somebody else is, uh, to me, you guys, uh, plenty of media coverage as part of the park I was and all of them, they can back off.
0: Yeah, I got requests this time around from AP News, uh, NBC News, and Google, all requesting my campaign photo, my official campaign photo. And this is my third federal race. And um, I got word it wasn't just me. Um, a lot of people from like AP sent it out to all, a lot of Green Party federal candidates. So that's that's pretty exciting news for the Green Party in general.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, they're not just noticing me. They're really starting to notice the Green Party itself, you mm. know. And nobody's accusing us of where do you guys go every four years? We haven't seen you. That's what they used to say. Mm. They're not really saying that this time around. Because no. we never left.
1: Exactly. You
0: know, yeah. we're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and the Democrats just keep shooting themselves in the foot over and over again, you know, and it's, it's, I might have disagreements with members of my own party, just to finish up, mm. but, you know, at the end of the day, we all have an equal voice at the Green Party, nobody takes corporate money, nobody takes big money, so nobody has, like, the NRA or APAC behind them, we all have our First Amendment right to free speech within the Green Party, you know, and our First Amendment, you know, right to voice our opinions. And, you know, so I do appreciate that about the Green Party, and I hope everyone joins. Yep. Because none of us are corporations, and corporations aren't people.
1: Exactly, yeah. But the socialists and the uh, the, uh, um, uh, left need to win uh, more and more seats to make this country better. Yes. Okay, well, thanks for uh, being here uh, today. Uh, Again, I'm hoping to be able to get back in touch with you in a month or so, and... uh, Connect there. All
0: right. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your day.
1: You too. Thanks for being on. All
0: right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. The recording has stopped.